today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We just went through a provincial election course here in Ontario. The federal election is scheduled for next fall. And one of the sticky points of any election campaign is always leaders' debates. And because there's always kind of a dog's breakfast here. Well, who's going to be invited? Uh, for instance, on the federal level, is Elizabeth May for the Green Party going to be invited? Can she be, what kind of questions are going to be asked? What's the format going to be? Well, previously, it was done by what they call an, a, a broadcast consortium. In other words, the networks that were carrying it basically uh, made up all the rules, which I think was patently unfair. So during the last uh, campaign, some years ago, uh, Justin Trudeau said, look, if we form government, we're going to fail, uh, develop what they call an arm's-length body to organize all these debates. And uh, we're getting word out of Ottawa now that they apparently are sort of working on that, and they hope to have it done in time for next fall's campaign. Well, I'm not so sure that it can be an independent body if it's the government that's actually setting this thing up. A lot of questions are being raised about this. Duff Conagher uh, is one of those people raising questions. Duff, of course, is the co-founder of Democracy Watch and an adjunct professor at the University of Ottawa. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Duff, thank you for the time. Good to have you with us today. My pleasure, Bill. When you get the government talking about the, the parameters and what they want to do here, and they use the term arm's length, I, I'm getting the feeling it's a pretty short arm. Oh, yeah. No, this word, word arm's length, or the word independent, is thrown a lot, around a lot in Ottawa and across the country in the provincial capitals and even in cities when they're talking about uh, government watchdogs and democracy watchdogs. And none of them are independent, actually. They're across the country, pretty much, except in B.C. and in uh, a couple of cases in Ontario. Uh, they're chosen by the ruling party. And they're watching over the ruling party, often, mostly, uh, the government, and then in terms of elections over all the parties. And these are partisan patronage crony systems that result in the appointment, often, of uh, lapdogs instead of watchdogs. See, we've had this debate here locally in the Hamilton area, because a lot of communities now are adopting uh, integrity commissioners, and we, which I don't think is a bad idea, but it's, it, it's selected by city council, you know, and, they, and they, anything that the commissioner actually does has to be okayed by the commissioner. So it's not arm's length. I mean, you know, it's, it's phony to even use a phrase like that. Yeah, it actually was a bad idea for the province of Ontario to allow city councillors to select. Yeah, I, I, I prefer a provincial ombudsman. Yeah, to, exactly. to take like, the, like the uh, information commissioner and privacy commissioner watches, the provincial one in Ontario watches over all the municipalities and enforces the law that applies to them in terms of privacy and access to information. And that's the way it should have been done in ethics. You can't choose your own judge. It's a fundamental conflict of interest. And, you know, everyone would love to when they're charged with a violation of the law be able to choose their own judge. Politicians are the only ones that get to do that. It's just, you don't need any more examples other than that one of why people are turned off politics because politicians choose lapdogs to enforce the laws that apply to them. And, and le as I mentioned in my opening remarks, I, I don't like the way that these debates are run previously. I don't like this consortium that gets to call the shots and say who can go and this is the format, etc. But I'm not so sure that we're going in the right direction to change. This is change for the sake of change, it seems. Well, um, the change is not going to be able to stop anyone from organizing their own debate and inviting the leaders to come. Mm -hmm. You couldn't stop that. That would be against the Charter, right? Because you have a, a right to freedom of association, right to freedom of expression. So you're really going to tell party leaders, no, you can't go to that spot and speak during an election campaign? The courts would strike that down in a moment. But um, at least if they set up a commission that actually sets up nonpartisan fair debates for all the parties, then you will take the wind out of the sails of a lot of those private events. And I don't like the private events, whether it's broadcasters 
or other interest groups because they all have an agenda. You know, let's say there was a party that wanted some regulation that none of the broadcasters liked. You think they're going to get invited to the broadcasters' debate? Or if it's some interest group holding the debate and they don't like one of the party's platforms uh, about uh, about the interest that they're concerned about, they're not going to invite them. Or if they do invite them, they're going to try to make them look bad. So we do need a fair commission. The question is, is it going to be independent and fair? And the Liberals, the way they've done appointments so far, every appointment that's been done is controlled by the Prime Minister's office or a Cabinet Minister. They've claimed they've made the appointment process uh, independent and merit-based. They haven't. Uh, The best has been the choosing of the new RCMP commissioner, where they had uh, seven out of the ten members on the selection committee were not from the government. But in every other case, including choosing the new chief electoral officer that will actually run the election, the prime minister's office and the cabinet have controlled the whole process. And that means that those whole, all those positions are tainted by partisanship. And it's, it's very, very bad and very dangerous to our democracy. So how do you avoid that? Well, uh, Democracy Watch is actually challenging the appointment of the new ethics commissioner and yep. lobbying commissioner in mm-hmm. court right now, and those hearings will be in November. And so hopefully the court ruling will come out and give some guidance as to how key it is to have independence. And the way you do it is you set up a commission of people who are not politicians, because politicians have interests to protect even if they come from all parties, have people from outside the government, the way Ontario selects judges. Seven of the 13 members of the, the commission that uh, comes up with a short list for candidates for judges in Ontario uh, are people from outside the government. And uh, it should be all of the members, but at least it's a majority on that committee. And they do a, a merit-based public search with set criteria that they have to follow, and they come up with a short list of three people, and the, the uh, Attorney General, uh, the Minister of Justice in Ontario, has to choose from among those three people. They can't go outside the list, and so they're restricted, and they have to choose uh, who this commission comes up with. It's the world's best model. It could be better, again, if, if all the members of this uh, Judicial Appointments Advisory Committee were not from the government, but it's the best model in the world, and it should be used across Canada for every single appointment of, of everyone, judges and anyone who enforces any law, uh, especially the laws that apply to political parties and politicians and government officials. By the way, I know we're going down a little bit of a side street here from our main conversation, but I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, well, because, because oh, yeah, because, you know what, well, we had a big discussion about, about the notwithstanding thing that Premier Ford tried to enact. And, and of course, when that first ruling came down a week and a half or so ago, uh, a lot of the folks that were supporters of Ford said, ah, it's a liberal judge, a liberal appointee. That's not the way the system works. And I said, well, please do not say judges are, are, are politically inclined, because that's not what the way they're, they're appointed. Well, actually, that uh, when I'm talking about the Ontario system, it's only for provincial court judges. Yeah. That judge was appointed through the federal system. The federal system is open to partisanship, because they do have judicial appointment advisory committees, but the minister in the government chooses the members of those committees, all of them. Some of them come from outside the government, but the minister chooses them all. And also, they send a long list to the minister. So let's say there's one judici- one uh, position open in an Ontario court, uh, the superior courts and the appeal courts. They'll get a list of like 20 people. That's too long a list. Because the minister can go down the list and say, which one of these people is most sympathetic to my party, and choose that person. And so the key is that they have to get a short list of no more than three people. 
and have to choose from those three people and can't go off the list. And until the Liberals change their appointment system at the federal level to match the Ontario system, the system is open to patronage and cronyism and the choosing of lapdogs, like the new ethics commissioner and the new lobbying commissioner. Uh, both have track records as lapdogs. And, and uh, we're challenging a ruling of the new lobbying commissioner in court because she threw out a, an, and stopped an investigation into a situation involving Prime Minister Trudeau. And we're challenging the appointment of the new ethics commissioner because he was formerly the integrity commissioner and had a horrible enforcement record in terms of protecting whistleblowers. And I'm sure the Liberals co- chose them both because they knew that they had lapdog tendencies. So back to the to the leader debates, then, if we can tie that, what you've just described here, which I think is a, is a, a much better system for, for appointments and for getting these things done. Uh, how do you take it out of the hands of, of the governing party, whether it's the Liberals or the Conservatives, whatever it's going to be? I mean, some people are just saying, look, just tell Elections Canada to do this, because there's a, supposed to be arm's length. And the, the, uh, is that also political? I mean, it, it just yeah, seems as just, if the, the tainted waters seem to be everywhere here. Well, the Liberals did choose the new the current chief electoral officer. Yeah, um, and so and they chose him after a selection process that they controlled. So I think they should have a new commissioner. The commissioner should be located in the election Canada office. There's no sense creating a whole new administrative burden, you know, new offices and everything like that. Um, you don't need a lot of people to run these debates. Uh, the uh, but the appointment process is key, and if they do, are not going to set up a committee or commission to that's fully independent from the government and all federal political parties to choose the people or person who will serve as the commissioner or on this commission, if it's going to be multi-membered, then everyone should suspect that they're going to choose people that will fare, favor the Liberals in the next election, and that will undermine the entire election. Uh, so that's key, and then they need set criteria. So any leader who uh, meets the criteria should be allowed to participate in every debate. And that criteria should be something like if you, your party received a certain percentage of the vote in the last election, if you have an MP in the House of Commons that you elected, uh, things like that that are set and can't be you know, uh, debated. You either meet the threshold or you don't. And that would end the games. And then because the broadcasters use public airwaves, that are, they're licensed to use them, the broadcasters should be required to air the debates. It's it's fundamental democratic process that the, all the public has an interest in, and you shouldn't have to buy some extra cable package and uh, or have internet access in order to watch the uh, federal election debates. Um, and and then there should be set criteria as well in terms of uh, the d- topics of the debate and how those will be chosen and how all the parties will have input and and uh, a process for that so that the commission can't just make it up as they go along and, tr- and uh, they should have to take into account um, things like public surveys about the interests of voters, you know, things like that, that, so that you can't play around with the system at all. All of those has to be rule-based and the person has to have independence. And that really means passing a law. And the liberals are saying, well, there's no time to pass a law. Well, first of all, what have you been doing? <laughs> you know the elections <laughs> in 2019. Second of all, yes, you could. If you actually put a, uh, propose a fair system that will be impartial and have integrity, the other parties will endorse it, and, and it can go through the House quite quickly. It's, and so I suspect they're trying to play games because they're saying they're not going to put this in law. They're just going to do it all themselves. Yeah, they're saying next year is going to be like a test run. Yeah, a test run where the Liberals control it all. That's ridiculous. Well, okay, yeah, because that test run is going to elect a government. 
Sorry? That test run is going to elect a government for the next four years. Exactly. They, and it can't be run by the liberals, which is essentially what everything that's come out so far. It sounds like we're going to choose the person. We're going to say what they do. One party is going to determine the rules and the person who's going to enforce the rules for election debates. I mean, that is as bad as what the Harper Conservatives did in 2014, where they suddenly introduced a 300-page bill that changed all, all the r- sorts of rules in the election without consulting the opposition parties at all. That's not how you make democratic changes. It's, you know, the, the liberals are just repeating. Uh, Doug Ford did, just did this with the Toronto City election, not, didn't consult anyone, not even his own caucus, and just imposed this bill. It's, it's not the way that uh, things are done if you care about democracy. And so they'll be sending a very strong message. They, they are trying to rig the next election if they don't do this properly and, and through a law. And even if they do decide to go through proper channels, though, Duff, which, you know, would be, okay, debate, uh, first reading, et cetera, et cetera, it goes to committee. I mean, the committees are all dominated by liberals anyway because they're the majority government. They are, and committees cannot change a bill if there isn't something in the bill already that uh, deals with some concern they might have. You can't just add new things to a bill. That's what first reading and second reading are for. If, if a bill is approved at second reading, then the framework of the bill is the framework, and it can't be changed by the committee, so they couldn't make a fundamental change after that. Um, they can do this right uh, they didn't do the electoral reform right. They tried to rig that whole process and then broke their promise. Um, access to information, they made promises. Uh, their own committee, dominated by liberals, has called for changes to the law. They're not introducing them. Uh, they're, they're, they're this, uh, another committee called for uh, the, the liberals endorsed on the committee endorsed 17 changes to strengthen whistleblower protection. The liberals have said we're not going to do any of those. They're ignoring their own MPs who have have been working in a few cases on key democratic reforms with the other parties at the committee and and endorsing them unanimously, these changes. And the Trudeau cabinet is saying, no, we we don't want to have whistleblower protection, we don't want to have government transparency, and we want to try and rig the next election. That's essentially the message that they're sending very clearly with their actions so far. Well, you may recall the statement from the prime minister that uh, that election from four years ago, or three years ago now, uh, is the last time we're going to vote in that fashion. It's the last time an election like that is going to be run like that. I'm kind of getting the feeling right now it's going to be a rerun again in 2019. Yes, and uh, a big broken promise. Well, first past the post, we know that's going to be there again. Yes, because Trudeau broke his promise. He, he didn't put conditions on the promise, and then he just made up conditions afterwards. And, and when they set up the committee to study electoral reform, first they tried to rig it. They wanted a majority on the committee so they could force the committee to do whatever they wanted. When, when the opposition parties raised the stink, and, and uh, most of the media and public commentators as well said, you're just trying to rig it, they backed off on that. And then when they couldn't rig it, he just broke the promise. So, you know, this is, this and, is and politics th- and through the minister, usual. This is not real change. And threw the minister under the bus. Exactly. And, and the Trudeau uh, liberals, even more than Harper, Harper did in 2005 election, uh, the Trudeau Liberals promised no more politics as usual. We're going to clean all this stuff up, and they have broken pretty much every promise since. Def- so they they uh, have a really bad record, and as I say, they're looking 
now it seems with these debates to in, in part rig that rig that part of the next election. It's very bad. Well, we're going to dangerous. Look rather skeptically and see how they follow through on this in the days and weeks ahead. As always, Duff, really appreciate your input. Thanks for this today. Thank you very much. And people can easily send a letter to to call for changes to the appointment system and for democratic reforms to elections from at democracywatch.ca. You betcha. Always a call to action at the end. Appreciate it, Duff. Take Thank care. You, the Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.